I'm Kelly. And welcome to The Millennial Minimalist. Today we are speaking on the connection between the minimalist lifestyle and zero-waste lifestyle, specifically how minimalism inspires sustainable living because it involves reducing clutter and buying and wasting less. And to guide this conversation, we are excited to welcome our guest today, Laura Nash, the host and producer of the Zero Waste Countdown podcast. It took Laura nearly a year to figure out how to live a normal life without producing any garbage, and today she works to inspire others to live more sustainably. Through her research, interviews, and personal experience, Laura is on a mission to produce less waste and leave a healthier planet for future generations. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for bringing on our podcast. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you guys so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to talk to you guys because minimalism is such a big part of zero waste. Like, just stop buying so much stuff and it's so much better. It really is. Like, honestly, like, as the minimalist adopter, I've learned that the minimalism lifestyle has literally naturally helped me become more environmental. It's amazing. And Lauren and I, we were speaking this morning and we said, oh, we have so many questions for Laura because it's just so fascinating how you live this way. So how did sustainable living become so important to you? Yeah. You know what? I think we probably live similar. Like when I look around and I see your water bottle and stuff like that, like, you know, I have those things too. So I think we're going to find a lot of similarities, but I started uh, living zero waste just because I've always loved the environment. I've always loved animals and I've always loved being outside. So I was a whitewater kayaker for a long time. And so river health is a big thing for me. And of course we can see lots of rivers around the world are really unhealthy because they're filled with plastic debris and garbage and and pollution and stuff like that. And uh, I really love skiing too. So I get out in the mountains where you don't really ever see garbage. And then I did a hike in, uh, about 2010 on Vancouver Island and it was at the very top and it took five days to kind of get from one side to the other and there were like hundreds of plastic bottles and they all had Japanese writing on them so they were coming over like in the current somehow Uh, and so that really kind of woke me up to maybe I shouldn't be drinking out of plastic bottles anymore because I would just not think anything of grabbing grabbing like a you know a juice bottle or something right of course Um, yeah but yeah so that kind of woke me up to it and then having a kid as well because there's there can be a lot of garbage around kids but there doesn't have to be Um, and then eventually I just said you know what I'm going to try not to produce any garbage at all and see how close I can get and I did put a bag of garbage out this morning for the first time in eight months oh my goodness yeah I'm really proud of myself actually for that eight months months. and it was a big like normal size garbage bag so yeah eight so I'd say maybe a bag and a half for the whole entire year, probably. That's, that's crazy. People I, put one out like every week. Right? I was going to yeah. say yeah. every eight hours. <laughs> Is that the Some stats? people every day, you yeah, know, one true. bag a day. Restaurants that's too, right? Restaurants too. I a lot, that yeah. so fascinating. So how would you define what zero waste is? It's funny because I was talking to this about my boss the other day. I was like, oh, I'm trying to do zero waste. And he's like, nice. that's impossible. <laughs> like you can't be alive and live that way. So I feel like people don't understand what it actually is. So like what's your definition of it? Yeah. Well, zero waste to me doesn't mean you have to be at zero. I think zero is this elusive thing that's kind of out in the distance. It's like what to strive for. Right, yeah. yeah. Because I think 
I think your boss is on to kind of something where it, it, it's almost impossible, but kind of possible. And it just depends on what comes into your life and what you can do and the stores and resources you can find. Like we in Canada have bulk barns, so we don't have to yeah. um, get I live right of... across the street. <laughs> I just <laughs> see you from the window. I was like, this is oh, awesome. <laughs> However, with bulk barn, do you use, do you use their plastic bags? Never. To... You so have to how bring do you... Do you bring something to collect the nuts and everything? So bulk barn, basically, for those who don't know, basically is where you get all of these foods where, you know, you it's just all in bulk and you can just package it up in these little plastic baggies. But you found a solution to that. Yeah, you can bring your own jars. And Bea Johnson, she's kind of like the mother of zero waste movement. And uh, she got bulk barn to allow a container program to come in so that yeah. you can bring your own jars. But I've, I kind of went a step further and I bought really big jars so that I can go in and get lots of stuff so I don't have to keep going all the keep time. Going, yeah. But then there's also some linen sacks that I got off Etsy and I bring those in because they're lighter. Because if you've ever tried to carry like 10 jars at once, it's like super awkward and heavy. So the cloth sacks help. So I'll, I'll like put a bunch of pasta or rice in a, oh a cloth God. sack and they're fine with that because the weight's on it the tear. Oh, okay. So they just subtract the weight from the container. But I will answer the definition. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the zero waste is like, you're trying to just not produce any garbage. Okay. That's a really simple answer. That's perfect. Yeah. And I like that you use the word trying because we like to stress as minimalists that we, you know, we strive for perfection, but we're not always perfect. And so it requires a lot of maintenance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like an all or nothing lifestyle yeah so how do you manage those odd items that may come into your home once in a while that can't be reused or recycled yeah that's actually kind of like the last stage of it that is really difficult to avoid and this is things like you know those twist ties that go around carrots and it has like a organic tag on it almost it's like a label so those and stickers that come on fruit those are weird because you can't really put them in the recycling or anything and um, just little pieces of plastic or like if you buy something new and it has like a tag on it. So those little things, I just send into TerraCycle, which is in Toronto, and they collect it and then they turn it into plastic lumber. So it's like a boutique recycling thing. So I have a box and it costs me $100 and it takes me like months and months to fill up like with just those little odds and ends. And so you kind of have to pay for it, uh, but you can send them in and then, yeah, they turn it into like benches, decks, stuff like that. And the decks are worth a lot of money. Like I looked at getting a plastic deck and it was like $30,000 just for like a small deck. Like the lumber is actually expensive because it's durable and waterproof and it won't rot away like a wood deck would. So there is like kind of value in in getting those little plastics into places. Did they pay you to bring it in? No, you have to pay for them to take it except for cigarette butts. They have a program where you can send cigarette butts in for free. Wow. Because those are plastic too. Oh. Yeah. Plastic in everything. It's in everything. Honestly. And but that being said, I was I was joking to a friend the other day. I said, gosh, does 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 Laura even own a garbage can? Because you you wouldn't have to. (laughs) Well you must if you put a garbage bag in. I do, but I don't. So I That's a beautiful thing. I want to get there. I love that. So I think like on the stage, I just stopped lining it with a plastic bag like a year ago. So that really helped because that meant that I couldn't put any organics in it. And so getting all that food waste out means your garbage isn't going to stink. So that stuff, if it was like a a meat or dairy product, which I try not to eat too much of, uh, that would go in the freezer. 
because it's gross. And then I would, you know, save it up <laughs> for like months. And uh, then I just put the food scraps in a compost. But I, I live in a house, so I get that. But I don't think like in an apartment, you have food scrap collection, do you? Um, in my garbage, there's three buttons. So there's recycle, uh, compost, and garbage. No way. And you press it and it goes three ways, which like, I love. Like they're doing a lot with oh. condominiums now. Yeah, they're doing that. And interesting enough, I was in the subway yesterday and I saw this poster promoting a new app in Toronto. It's, it's called the, I wrote it down, it's called the TO Waste app. And basically, it, you can look up a food item and it will give you instructions on, you know, if you had an avocado, for example, what to do with the pit. And the rind, oh. exactly. It's, 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 it's amazing. So if you're confused, it gives you that solution, which is great. Yeah, and I feel like every sense. city should have an app like that. But is it just like organic food waste or is it other stuff? Too? I haven't looked into it that much. Okay, because I'm always like, because my New Year's resolution was to do this. Like get as yeah, close this to is zero waste as I can. Yeah. Oh, cool. And I'm always like, get, like, can I recycle this? Can I throw it out? Because there's so right? many different things and it's yeah. confusing. So I feel like that's such a good solution. What has so been the confusing. most rewarding change from a cost savings perspective? I do save <coughs> a lot of money and bulk barn can be a bit expensive, people say, but I find I'm not buying things in packages anymore and I just have like flour, sugar, oats kind of thing on my countertop at all times. You probably eat healthier because of it. We eat a lot healthier and uh, we haven't been sick since last December, which is pretty good to have a seven-year-old because usually wow. kids get sick a lot. And I know people around me have been like, oh, our house is down with the flu or whatever, and we just haven't been. So I, I'm sure that that's from healthy eating. You're like, not over here at the zero waste. I know. <laughs> it's like a germ-free zone. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. There's that. Um, but yeah, money, I would, I would think I save money more so in just like jarring our own food too and you don't even have to grow your own food to jar it you can just go to like a farmer's market in the summer and buy a bunch of tomatoes and then you just kind of like boil them in jars basically uh and then you have fresh tomatoes like all year long uh so yeah so we did that we have a bit of a cold storage and make our own stuff and actually like wine and beer i save a lot of money on because i buy the kits uh and then i make it myself there's like a tiny bit of waste. There's like a packet of yeast, which you kind of don't need to use, but I need the recipe because I don't know how to make my own beer recipes yet. I have to buy like the package. Oh, okay. uh, so there's like a tiny bit of waste, but you can like wash out and recycle the bag. Um, I so also yeah, heard that money. you make your own bread. Yeah, and I'm not very good at it. My kid doesn't like it. He complains about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, trying. so sorry, how you save money. Yeah. That's a huge one, actually, yeah. making making that and making cookies and, and stuff from home, right? So just anything you can whip up. And that probably sounds like annoying if people are like, oh, I don't have time to bake cookies. But if you just keep all the basics on your counter, then you can just whip them up in like 10 minutes, you know, and like freeze half of them, and then you'll have a month of cookies so I give that to my kid instead of like granola bars and things in packages my um, friend freezes cookie dough balls and then he'll like put it in the toaster oven so you have like a (gasps) fresh baked cookie oh my gosh yeah that's genius (laughs) 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 no and and I think you had a question about that um yeah wait I want to ask something now that we're talking when you use those little yeast packets and the plastic things is that something you can take for the for them to build the deck or is that something Oh, okay, good. Yeah, so I put that in the TerraCycle box, so it's still zero waste, but I am I would like to get away from that stuff so that I'm at total zero, okay. you know? And I also try and reduce plastics, so even though I can have a plastic container and put it in the recycling, 
I'm trying to get away from plastics because they're made from oil and gas and, you know, they're not very good. And I don't want to support companies that like produce a whole bunch of single use plastic. So I try and reduce that as well. So it's always like, that's why I call the countdown, uh, the podcast, the countdown, because I feel like it's never ending counting down and eliminating things, which is probably like what you do in minimalism, you're like, you know, do I really need this shirt or like, do I need it? It is a countdown. Yeah. yeah, it is yeah. a countdown to removing <laughs> excess clutter in your life, whether that's mental, physical, or virtual. But yeah. no, I love, I love this conversation about plastics because it's just mind-boggling to me. I mean, I'm obsessed with protein bars. They're all wrapped. Lauren and I both grew up on processed foods in a sense yeah. and buying you know packets to make sauces and things like that when really you can just take real fresh ingredients and put it together so that being said did this lifestyle change how you used to eat do you you, you eat healthier now how have you replaced those plastic um, you know sauces and all those things like how do you replace them is it you're just making them now or yeah so you can make a lot of these things from scratch and they're so much healthier like I even heard you can make marshmallows on your own I haven't tried that yet wow. but uh, a good example is I was giving my kid organic Annie's bunny pasta so it's like craft dinner but yeah you know I know, but it's I like know that one. shell pasta and it has like that package right but then I learned how to make a roux, like R-O-U-X, and it's basically you just melt butter. I think you can do this vegan too, because I'm sure a lot of your listeners are vegan, but uh, you can melt butter and then add some flour and whisk it, and it thickens, and then you can add milk and cheese, and then it makes that cheese sauce, which is the powdered stuff that comes with that pasta. Oh, so you that's can like, so easy. Yeah, it's super easy and like cheap, and, and then the pasta I get from the bulk barn, so oh, okay. I can do like that kind of stuff, zero waste. Uh, so How yeah. do you buy cheese zero waste? Uh, cheese is cheese. It's hard. You can't. I was thinking, yeah, that's, that's true. The actually, one thing. you you can recycle the plastic. So I wash. If I buy cheese, I'll get it with the plastic wrap. But then I wash it and recycle it because in our area they collect plastic film like that. Oh, okay. As long as it's clean. Okay. Um, so I did stop eating cheese for a while, and I like really really missed it. <laughs> so I brought it back into my life a little bit. Um, and Ottawa, the Zero Waste store has like vegan cheese. Yeah. So in Ottawa, which by the way is Canada's capital, uh, they have a zero waste grocery store, which is fascinating. I listened to that episode of yours and I was just mind blown. We have one coming to Toronto. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited. Wow. I wonder yeah. if they have any in, you know, California and things like that. They oh, must. I'm sure I feel like it's more. There's one in Utah. Oh, wow. Okay. That I saw. Yeah. I don't. California must. California is like super on it with environmentalism. Super yeah. on it. Yeah. I lived there for a year and that, oh. was, that was nine years ago now. And I remember that then. I mean, it just, my friends there were just very environmentally cautious. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So is a lot of places in Tokyo. I just watched a documentary, Trashed, and they were very environmental there. Is that the one where they take the food scraps and turn them into pig food? No. Okay. That's fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's not good. (laughs) On topic, sorry. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, Do you eat out on this lifestyle or how do you eat out? Yeah. So I usually choose places where you sit down. Because then you don't have to get any packaged food. And it's hard to find them sometimes. And it's also a little bit more expensive if you sit down. So that part kind of sucks a little bit. But yeah, I just find if you sit down, they usually give you like real forks and real plates and real cups. So I just do that. Um, The last time I went through a McDonald's drive-thru, which I like pretty much never do, but just when you get stuck in a situation with a kid. So I went through and we got a Happy Meal. 
which I know isn't that great, but I just didn't order the drink because we always have water bottles with us. So by not ordering the drink, we save the garbage cup, the garbage lid, the garbage straw, and then we actually recycled the uh, the cardboard that the stuff came in, oh, uh, the okay. food. So, I mean, there was a wrapper, so it's, like, not perfect, but but you can kind of do it, like, if you just cut certain things out. So if, like, you were going to get something, <clears throat> like, just at a restaurant in Toronto, say, or take out, like, a sandwich or a wrap or something, you take your own container? Yes. And th- you've never had a complaint? Oh, I've had a really hard time with it. Oh. Some, I mean, you mentioned another episode that there are some places where they... they want to. I think it was McDonald's. Yeah. They... They'll give you their plastic cup, and then you can put it in your cup, but they won't put it in your cup. Yeah. Is it a sanitary issue? Yeah, and I called the health board to ask, and they're like, yeah, we don't care at all. So then I contacted McDonald's, and they're like, yeah, it's just kind of up to the franchise owner, like, because it's a health reason. Like, they just don't want to touch other people's cups. I was like, okay. But you can go to Tim Hortons, and they'll touch your cup. They'll take your cup and and give you coffee. There's some places in Toronto, like Comfort and Kim. Comfort and Kim. Comfort and Kim. They'll take 35 cents off your order if you bring in your own. Oh, so good. And I find that a lot of local, like, mom and pop shops as well are doing that. Which is Which is awesome and kind of a game changer. Actually, Laura and I were just speaking before you arrived that there's a company called Keep Cup. Yeah. Uh, and they're Indigo, and they're all, all these places. I don't know if it's it's Canada focused, but uh, Lauren and I just love the concept. It's a glass cup, right? So instead of having all these coffee cups every day, which is something that I need to improve in my life, uh, Lauren and I both have our, our our goals for this year. But yeah, yeah. still need to need to improve on that. So uh, that being said, like we you living this way, you're out in the world. Friends and family know that you live this way. How do you gently influence them to also take on this lifestyle? That's tough too. And I have I've had some friends be like, "Oh, I had this plastic bottle and felt bad." And I'm Good. Like, I feel like it's working. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's like, but why didn't you just not have it? <laughs> but no, my friends are are funny. Like one one of my friends saw me brushing my teeth one day. I was staying at her house, and she said, "Did you whittle that yourself, Laura?" Because it was a wooden one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so everyone just kind of takes it like it's funny or something. But I do notice that when people come over, there's usually like an influx of stuff that I have to deal with. Like someone will come over and be like, where do I put my gum? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And then I have to find like an like a bubble envelope, for example. Like if you order something from Amazon, it's got that paper and the bubbles, like plastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that I can't tear apart. So like I'll keep that in my garbage can for like months and months just waiting until – things fill up uh so i'd maybe put like somebody's gum in there or something okay that's fine i feel like people would be more like oh i'm going to laura's house like i don't want to bring anything in there but i guess they don't think about it that way i think they they do in there like i don't want to change anyone i but i hope that they change on their own sort of thing you want to inspire them and we do the same thing with minimalism like living this way um even with my mom initially there was a lot of pushback she was like, oh, you know, you think I'm a hoarder. And she was like, I don't know. But then she started listening to the podcast. Oh, good. And she would call me up and say, Kelly, look at what I did. Okay, I'm, I'm declaring this and this and this. And she got like all excited. And I was like, wow. Rather than telling her she needs to change, she's just listening and seeing how, how, how these improvements are really benefiting my life and how it can benefit hers. Like, that's a beautiful thing. Like, that's even awesome. just listening to your podcast, Laura, has literally changed me. 
And I, I haven't made the changes I want to make, but like, for example, like some of the changes I've made, basically, I, I originally wanted to move into a bigger apartment and I was like, no, I don't need to. So I'm going to stay within my apartment. Um, you know, I, I got a reusable water bottle. I used to be addicted to plastic water bottles. And it's, it's not only the, you know, it's harm, like how, how it harms the environment, but it's also the chemicals that seep into and then affect your hormones. And so that being said, there are a couple of areas in my life I'm hoping you can help me with. Um, paper towels. I had kind of an addiction to that, which is not good. Um, so I need to really replace paper towels. So I don't know what you've done there. You answered my question for store-bought like veggies and nuts. You can bring uh, jars for the nuts. For veggies, I'm sure you can get like a reusable bag. Yeah. Uh, and then all of my packaged bars and packaged food, I just need to eat more organic, don't I? Well, I think it, whole I think, foods. I think it's all about like taking the bar that you love and then just like finding a recipe for it and like a way to store it and bring it with you or whatever. Yeah. Because you want to eat what you love, yeah. and like food is so personal, right? Like people just yeah. love their diets and their food, and it's so culturally different too. Like people eat so many different things depending on like their family and and how they grew up and all that stuff. Um, but the paper towels, so clothing waste is like a huge. Thing. It's like a big problem in the world, especially with like fast fashion and stuff. And so if I get a rip or something in my clothes or like my kids grow out of something or my kid, <laughs> I don't have one and uh, it's like, you know, ripped or it's just not good enough to donate, then we just turn them into rags. Yeah. And it's, so I have like a little rag pile and I learned that from my mom. Like this sounds weird, but she's, oh, she always had a rag pile of just like, you know, when a towel gets like frayed and like kind of like bushy or something and you are embarrassed by it like when that happens then I'll just put it in this cupboard uh with a big pile and then depending on the mess I have to clean up I have like different rags that I like for different things like oh. I have a fleece pair of pajamas that's like good and soft like for like shiny stuff. yeah yeah and uh and then there's ones that are absorbent and then there's like shirts that aren't absorbent at all like there's different it's weird. You get That's to, like, so know your rags. <laughs> My dad was, brilliant. like, that growing up. Like, if I ever throw anything out, he's like, what are you doing? Like, this could be a rag. And I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, what was the first thing that you, the change you made? And what was the easiest? Like, just water bottles was definitely the first thing. Because I always mm -hmm. had, like, a Nalgene with me. And uh, that was probably the easiest because you can usually get water everywhere you go. Like usually, even if you just walk into a bar and just be like, hey, could I get some water? Oh, like they'll fill up your thing. Yeah, it's rare someone would be like, nope, <laughs> out yeah, you go. That's true. <laughs> and I feel like there's still water fountains at the mall and everything that you can I wish there were more. Out. Yeah, there's probably some at the mall, yeah. Uh, and but, so I was going to ask what the hardest was too. Well, the hardest, I think, is cheese because I tried to give up <laughs> cheese. Yeah, we talked about <laughs> Yeah. And, I, and then I came back to it. So I didn't eat cheese for, like, a really long time and just missed it. And when I was trying to go vegan, I would find things were, like, not good to the point where I wanted to eat it or my son would eat it. So if I just, like, put some cheese on it, then it was, like, better. So, yeah, cheese is something that uh, I'm still struggling with. And bread a bit because I'm not good at making bread. So I'll make bread a lot. And then every <laughs> once in a while for a treat, I'll just, like, go and buy a loaf. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, the girl, I follow Lauren Singer. She's Zero Waste in New York. Yeah. She just has a cloth. Like, she'll go to a bakery or a grocery store and buy the fresh loaves, and she'll just put it in a cloth. Yeah. But doesn't it, it get hard? It does. You oh. have to come home, slice it, and freeze it. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the day of. Like, enjoy it a few slices that day, but you have to freeze it that day because it, it's so fresh. Like it doesn't have preservatives in it. But right, yeah. you can put it in the toaster after, and it's, like, just as good for a long time. 
Yeah, and toasting helps too, right? Because uh, sometimes if I make my own bread, I can, where you cut it, and I do this with actually melons too. This is like a great tip if you're trying to get off of like saran wrap. If you just cut a watermelon or a loaf of bread in half and like flip it on a plate. Yeah, and put yeah. That, that cut side on a plate, like it'll last, like I have a watermelon that'll last like a week like that in my fridge. Um, oh, that's so smart. Yeah, and the bread will get crusty like you're saying, but you can still use it for toast. True. So, Very good point. Or that's, like breadcrumbs or croutons. Oh, breadcrumbs are good to add to things, yeah. Do you miss any certain foods that used to be bad? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, what if you like love Oreos or like, <laughs> like, and you're you're trying to do this? Like, I guess, I don't know if they have them at Bulb Barn. I feel like They do. They have chocolate covered Oreos at oh, Bulb okay. Barn, so you can go and like put there them in you your go. jar. Question answered. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have access to that, and or like you were saying, like some people have those foods they grew up on or that they're used to, like. How do you live zero waste? You just have to give it up. Uh, so I miss Miss Vicky's vinegar chips, those salt and vinegar chips. And sometimes, you know, if you're like stressed out and starving and like driving home or something and you have to get gas and it's annoying. So you could just like maybe go grab a bag of chips, you know, I like have to fight that sometimes. And I'm pretty good about fighting it. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I can usually not do it, which is good. You can get chips at the bulk room, but they're so expensive. Or, and there's like different mixes. Um, toothpaste though was was weird because I was making my own, which is okay. And then the zero waste store in Ottawa sells toothpaste, and you can just put it in your own jars, and it tastes good and it works well. And then I started getting sensitive teeth, and so I had to go buy like a thing of Sensodyne. So oh no, yes, I had to like go back, <laughs> go back. So sometimes it's you know it kind of goes back and forth. It's always moving, and same with garbage. Like if I have to change a furnace filter. Then I have a piece of garbage to deal with, even if I hadn't made any garbage in like a month or something. You know? Oh, yeah. I don't so I find it fluctuates because I know like Bia Johnson and Lauren Singer, right? They have a jar. And they're like, this is a jar. Yeah, it's so small. And they, it's yeah. all they've made for years. It's awesome. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not the jar person. I'm more of like a, a bag for eight months. <laughs> That's <laughs> still amazing. Yeah. So moving yeah. the conversation over a little bit, uh, you mentioned on your website and uh, you also mentioned on your podcast continually that how the ocean is on a countdown to 2050 uh, when scientists predict that there will be more plastic in the ocean than fish, which is extremely alarming. Do you think the industry manufacturers will listen and change or do you think that it will be up to us, the consumers, to speak up and stop buying? Oh my gosh, such a good question. We did a whole episode on this with a scientist who wrote an article in Scientific American. And he's saying, you know, it's not the consumer. You can't just blame the person who throws a coffee cup on the street, but not blame the coffee company that makes a billion of those cups a year yeah. without taking responsibility of where those cups end up. And so it's a good question. Like, is it the consumer or is it the, the producer? And so I would say that I would lean more toward the producer. But who would have to um, create the change? Because I feel like the producer isn't going to create the change. Like if we yeah. stop buying their products, they're forced to change or they're yeah. going to go out of business. Yeah. So then it becomes how do you tell like millions of people that they shouldn't be buying that cup when they're like busy surviving and yeah. and doing their own lives and stuff. It's really hard to get those messages out. So I feel like the change would better come from people like us who are really passionate about it and who are nice and who just want to write letters and be like, hey, could you like make a better cup <laughs> or something? And then 
then I don't like government meddling in things. Like I really am kind of laissez-faire, let people do what they want. But I think in terms of reducing plastics and stuff, like it might have to go to some regulation. And we see that in Kenya has a bag ban, a plastic bag ban. And this is really weird, but they were looking at cow's stomachs and they went from having like 30 plastic bags on average in the cow's stomach to less than 10. Like once they implemented the ban, like why are cows even eating plastic bags? Like it doesn't even make sense. Um, But I think, uh, yeah, like I think some bans might have to come in, which is not what I want, but probably necessary. Do you think that our consumer consumption of plastics is mainly due to the lack of information or our carelessness? (laughs) Some people, you know, is is, is it because they're misinformed about the harmful effects of plastic or do you think it's because they just don't care? Totally misinformed because everybody thinks that anything plastic is just uh, recycled. Um, yes. Like constantly or not constantly. What's the word I'm looking for where it's like indefinitely or like infinitely? Yes. <laughs> and I don't think it really is recycled infinitely. It's usually recycled like two or three times. Uh, like, for example, our area uses glass bottles uh, and they break them down and use them for sandblasting. And then it has oh. to go to the garbage after that. So it's like at least you're getting a use out of it, but it's better to bring your bottles back to the beer store than put them in the recycling bin where they might get broken. That's so smart. I was thinking it would, like, if this would ever work, because I was just brainstorming one day, but it, like, when I buy my makeup and I go to buy a new piece of makeup, I could just bring back the container and give it back to the company and they could reuse it. Like, that is the direct source as opposed to going to a plant and having to turn it into something else. Right, yeah. That's, I mean, but then stores have so many different products, but the people are coming in to drop off the product anyways. Why not pick up the packaging from the other products if people could be more organized? A lot of green green juice companies do that too. Yeah, which is great. Like some of them do it. Oh, it's like bring back all your bottles and we'll we'll, we'll and they'll give you money and they'll give you money back. Which is again, that's like the and even as um, minimalist as millennial minimalists, like we want to save money, Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that's a part of. Uh, you know, it incentivizes people to be environmental, which is fantastic. Yeah, I was just going to um, say, you have to give people incentives almost. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, if you live this lifestyle, you will save money. You're going to have less chemicals in your body and be healthier. And you're going to get a return on what you're buying if you bring back the packaging or if you bring your own. So these packaging. are some, like, actionable things that, you know, our listeners can take away. So those are some, like, habit changes that you can make. Rather than throwing that garbage, return it to the source. Yeah. Uh, also, get rid of those water bottles. That was the hardest thing for me to do. I was like, oh, well, how? So I got a Brita for Christmas, and I have a reusable bottle now. I mean, I don't need water bottles. Tons. Of, I, even in university for four years, it was all water bottles under my bed. Horrible. Oh Who knows God. what that effect is going to have on my body in the future, but now that it's out of my life, I feel so much better. Good. So, but yeah. most people are like that too. Like no one would think twice really before taking like a water bottle and drinking it and then throwing it in the garbage instead of waiting until you find a recycling bin or something. I so. wonder when we're going to get to the point where it's like stigmatized to be walking around with a water bottle. I know, right? Like people are going to look at them and be like, really? Like still have a water, plastic water bottle. That would be a beautiful thing. I also want to turn it around saying like the way your lifestyle right now will be not the norm. I like, saw that that's would, what I want. Yeah. yeah. That would just be incredible. I, I just watched this documentary on Netflix. Uh, it was in, it, I believe it came out in 2015, but it's called Stink. 
Oh, you're familiar with it? That's a great documentary. So well, great good. and scary. Too. So you've seen it. Oh yeah. Okay. So for those who haven't, it basically it follows a widowed father. He lost uh, his his wife to cancer, uh, and now he's seeking answers to toxic chemical pollutants found in our everyday household products. Uh, and he specifically challenges industries with the question: Why are these toxins legally hidden? So my question for you is. Do you think toxic consumer products will ever highlight their toxins and side effects like we do with cigarettes and with processed foods with trans fats? Yeah, absolutely. I think it has to happen, and I hope so. And and a documentary like Stink really opened people's eyes to that stuff, uh, like flame retardants. So this, I think this stuff starts out with good intentions. So I think flame retardants were put into like kids' pajamas and stuff so that like a kid can't catch on fire, yeah. like just to, to try and save him, right? But then we're like, oh, these are like carcinogenic so we probably shouldn't be putting them in kids pajamas uh so those things i think they're good intention but then they're bad and so yeah it would be great if we could i don't know about labeling because again then you have to enforce it from the government and that kind of sucks to trickle down to small businesses um but it would yeah we need more transparency and less toxins and more accountability for companies who use bad things that um, way we can make better decisions right if you know what's in it like tea bags for example are all plastic now Oh, yeah, you don't but like that. That was one of the things I switched, yeah. Yeah, but, like, people don't want to deal with loose leaf because it's annoying. And so people don't want to believe that it's plastic, but it is. And companies switch to plastic and, like, didn't tell anybody kind of thing. So you just sort of figure it out on your own. Like, it would be nice if, if we were aware of that, of drinking plastic <laughs> on our, our tea bag. But it is polypropylene, so if you're if don't freak out. Okay. Polypropylene is supposed to be one of the safer plastics that doesn't really, like, leach out things. Uh, but still, I would I would prefer loose, just yeah. for the environment and for health reasons on your body, right? Yeah. So with uh, with going back to the household items, uh, you know, I try to be more cautious of those that I buy on store shelves. You know, the cleaner versions. But yeah. how clean are they? Right. So that's the question. So, and a lot of them are in plastic material. <laughs> so, what have you done to replace those? You know, those soaps and those sprays and you know the chlor, you know Clorox, all those all those brands out there. Yeah. yeah. So I use a vinegar and water uh, mix and then I have essential oil. So I'll just put that mm -hmm. in. So I use that to mop my house. So I use vinegar water to mop my house and then to clean like my bathtub, my sink, my mirror, my windows and uh, perfume. I have a sample that someone gave me and I don't wear it very much. So I just like keep using it and it's been around for like a couple years. Um, uh -huh. What about other cleaning products? And then like lots of rags to clean everything with, right? Does your homemade um, cleaner kill bacteria? Um, I think so. I don't okay. know, though. <laughs> I should like if you had check. chicken or something, you could clean it oh. after? Uh, sorry, for that stuff, I, I went to the Zero Waste store and got, like, um, Castile soap, I oh, think it's called. Okay. Uh, so I have, like, a big liquid jar of it, and then I put it in an old pump bottle that I have. And so I use that. So I use, like, soap and water to wash everything uh, that you need to for that stuff. And then I do have, like, a really harsh, like chemical for like really bad stuff so it's like this one thing that I use for like if the cat throws up on the floor or something oh, okay. so I do have like this one bad chemical that I that I keep for those uh special things like my dog this is gross but he threw up on my bed the other day I don't know oh. why so I I went up to my mom's and got just a little jar of bleach from her big container because I don't need a big container of bleach I just need like a little bit mm -hmm. yeah. and then I use that so yeah I think that's even if you can't find alternatives to kind of bad things if you just use them like as little as possible like that bad spray that I have like for the carpet like that'll probably last me a couple years I would think okay I don't like so. that I feel like you're 
a lot more approachable to it because sometimes we're like, well, what am I going to do in this situation? It's like, well, it's okay to yeah. still use that product every once in a while and it's going to last you a lot longer as opposed to just not caring at all and being like, this is impossible. Like, you're yeah. naked. Like you got to yeah. stay clean and, like, sanitary. Yeah. But I should mention, too, that I use soap bars for everything and I know yeah. that those kill bacteria. So I, I did some research on this and scientists have done these tests and... Uh, I don't know if it was Ebola or like some other disease, but they like put it on the soap bar and then came back and like tested it and it was gone. Like it, like diseases don't live on soap bars. So you can kind of switch back if you don't want to use the soap containers. So we have bars of soap in our bathrooms and, and by the kitchen sink and. Okay, good. I wish I could get a tour of your house (laughs) and see, and you know, pick up those, yeah, pick up those, this piece of advice, but, uh. To close, I wanted to ask you, uh, so we recently interviewed Courtney Carver, who started Project 333 Challenge, which challenges um, those interested in living uh, with less to live with 33 items or less for three months. Have you ever thought of creating a similar challenge, but for living with zero waste? No, that's really cool. I've seen people say like, oh, it's plastic free July. See if you can live without it, right? So yeah, I think there's some things that go on like that for sure. I would say just if you want to challenge yourself, just try to get rid of the big three. So plastic shopping bags, plastic beverage bottles, and hot beverage cups. And that's so easy to do. Like, I feel like... You think? Well, yeah, I feel like out of all the other things, like, it's, like, my shampoo I don't want to get rid of. But, like, a grocery bag, I can take a reusable one. Like, I can take a water bottle. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think those those are three great pieces of advice that people can actually implement into their lives. Yeah, Yeah. and it's not going to... Like, you might... I mean, sometimes I've carried things out in my arms, like 10 things, and I'm, yeah. like, walking sideways. I but do like, you? I don't see anyone I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I hope I inspire. <laughs> like, trip over the curb because you can't, can't see. Um, I wanted to ask you, what do, like, where do you see the future of this? Like, do you think more people are going to live this lifestyle? Do you think it's going to be more regulated in the future? I think the future is going to be just bring your own stuff. And I think, like you're saying, yeah. it's going to be kind of stigmatized to be walking around with a plastic bottle. Yes. Like, straws are already stigmatized and I, I have that in me so when I see a picture of someone with a straw I'm like ooh <laughs> straw. yeah a lot of people are going to comment on that <laughs> I'm like it's okay because you know some people don't know or whatever like I, I try not to judge anyone of course but uh, yeah I think the straw movement is like the tip of the iceberg yeah, and okay, you see good. that you know people okay they're not necessary let's just get rid of them and I think that that's slowly going to move up so we'll see that with shopping bags soon um, hopefully with the plastic bottles, like Starbucks is looking for a better cup, but they are trying to find a better throwaway cup. Whereas the solution is either bring your own or like sit down there for five minutes and drink yeah, out of their, their that's cup. That's what I try to do if I forget it. Yeah. No, that's, a, that's, that's really interesting. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And like milk, the milk is coming back. haagen I think is piloting a program, I think in Toronto actually, where oh. they're, you can bring your haagen ice cream containers back. Oh, um, brilliant. Good. Also, I, I wanted to mention that um, I would say the millennial generation specifically, like, right? we're really interested in owning reusable items also yeah. because it saves us money. It like, does. We're yeah. in this stage in life where we need to save money. So, so yeah, that's, that's really relatable. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially when you're in a big city because the price has gotten so yeah. high to yeah. live. Yeah. So it's nice if you can save here and there. And and then I don't even like want to deal with garbage anymore. Like I don't have to take it out anymore, which is nice. And even the recycling truck, like I only put my recycling out maybe every five or six weeks. 
So that's nice because then I don't have to like walk my stuff out and yeah, that's so nice. Saves you time too, eh? Right. Unbelievable time and energy, and you're saving the planet at the same time. Yeah, and then living with less, right? Less clutter, less garbage filling up, and and because I make my own beer, I can just have those bottles in a cupboard, and I don't have to like take them back to the beer store. Yeah, it's so much much easier. I feel like the more I adapt the lifestyle, like I feel like like I I just feel better, like morally better. Even I'm like I'm not even if this is what's going on I'm not contributing to it so that in and of itself makes me feel better and one of the ways I just want to talk about because you were saying how you had gotten started and the easiest way to inspire someone is to bring your bag and stop drinking water bottles and the coffee cups but I just started going through my garbage I'm like what am I throwing oh good and then every time I would put something in the garbage I'm like like I would put a tea bag in the garbage I'm like okay when (laughs) this box of tea is done I'm gonna go and buy loose leaf tea Nice. And then bread bag in the garbage. I'm, okay, next time I'm going to buy fresh bread, cut it up, and freeze it. And I'm, that's what I'm trying to do now and just slowly do it. I also made a list of everything that um, I want to transition. I'm showing it to Kelly. It's called my environment list. And just, like, next time my like I need a new toothbrush, like, buy a bamboo one. And as things deplete, what is, like, the next step to right. be part of this? Like, once the razor runs out then buy a stainless steel one and once my body wash runs out buy a bar of soap so you can slowly build on it and yeah right and, and that's why it's a countdown like you're not going to just go and like empty all your cupboards yeah. into a garbage bag because <laughs> yeah, that would defeat the purpose right it's a lifestyle and it requires a lot of time right and lauren's kind of mastering her side i'm not there yet i'm still in the adopting stage but now that she's like at that level of living like a minimalist she's like hey like now i can be super hyper aware of you know how i'm living or be more like environmentally cautious basically and so, I, I hope it, like, there's this stigmatized, but I also hope it goes the other way, that if you see someone with their own, they go into Starbucks and they have their own coffee mug, you're like... Create a ripple good. effect. Yeah, you're like, good, or like, where'd you get that cup? Or like, wow, like, you're care about the environment good for you like it's like yeah that happens to me every time I go into the butcher which again isn't very much but my son he needs to eat me just because of who he is so I'll go and take my container there and put it on the deli counter and they know me now and it's like and fun care. and like they're happy that you do that they are yeah it's nice and and then people behind me somebody in the store always says something oh I didn't know you could do that oh that's great see you're spreading it and even even just talking to you today like I feel more motivated now after this conversation which is amazing yeah and educated I feel like that's the big people just need to be educated on how simple and how easy it is so so where can everybody find you so the podcast is on like Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Comcast, like wherever you get your podcasts, basically. Yeah. And then we air on 91X in the Bay of Quinney area um, on the radio stations. And uh, there's a website, zerowastecountdown.com. And I'm on Instagram too, zerowastecountdown as well. Perfect. So everywhere. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on this. Yeah, yeah, this was awesome. I love that it's related, like the zero waste and minimalist movement. It's it's really kind of the same almost. Yeah, we're, 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 in, a, we're in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to basically keep continue to follow your journey and uh, we'll definitely keep you posted on where we are in, in ours. So, awesome. Thanks again. Great. Thanks so, so much. Good. Cheers. Bye-bye.